are your Alteja Asispeho, Karil A. Olinares, and, and welcome to our first ever podcast. This podcast talks about our insights and reviews about a particular story. One particular story was chosen because it moved us emotionally the first time we read it. However, our analysis and critics of the story are purely subjective. Moving on, have you read The Rocking Horse by Becky Bravo? Yep, partner? Oh, that story. Yes, of course. When I initially read that, I cried because of how the finale turned out. Partner, I have to agree with you on that. Honestly, I was moved as well. The emotions I was experiencing made me feel like I was on a roller coaster ride. Yes, it was. Even though the narrative was relatively brief, I must admit that I was moved by the story's depiction of love, joy, sadness, and grief. And keep in mind, partner, what? This is a children's story. Oh, because of the storyline. I almost forgot it was a children's story. <laughs> Indeed. If you guys haven't read the story, my partner will give us an overview of the storyline. Yes, partner. To give you an idea of what the book is about, it is a heartbreaking tale of a youngster who was raised by his widowed father and had fragile health. Through his father's love, the boy learns to appreciate nature, music, and beautiful wooden horse. But the narrative also explores the pain of a father who has lost his wife and subsequently his son. Additionally, you can keep listening to the podcast if you are interested in our thoughts and your perspectives about the story. Do you still remember where the story started, partner? Definitely, Bay. The story begins with a gentleman farmer from South who grew fruit trees and raised a modest number of horses and his lovely, free-spirited wife who shared his love of horses and environment. They had a kid named Francisco. Oh, the one who loves being called Chisco, right? Correct, partner. The one who learned to appreciate nature in much the same way as his parents. They start out with a beautiful family. They are a loving couple with a beautiful son who is essentially content and joyful in their life. Yes, and I just adore how that story goes beyond merely discussing love, but it also discusses enjoyment, contentment, and a lot of realizations and acceptance. Even though the farmer's wife was ill, it seems as though she knew she would pass away. So she took all the actions she knew she would make her happy. She joyously ride horses around their farm and runs barefoot among the trees. She blossoms joyfully and brilliantly. Much like the sunflower, she was vivid, colorful woman. May I also say she was just as lovely as the sunflower? Mm-hmm. One thing the farmer also did not hesitate to advise her to rest or to stop doing too much because of her condition. But even though she agreed, she disobeyed his suggestion. And sadly, she also passed away, exactly like the petals on the sunflower that fall off in the fall. Mm-hmm. You're right, partner. She made the most of her final days by doing everything she loved and undoubtedly. Forming a bond with your family is a part of it. Just think about it. She must have understood that making more unforgettable moments before she passed away would be more important than feeling sorry for herself about her illness. Not only for her benefit, but also so that her family will remember her once she is gone. She is a brave woman. There are no other words that come to my mind to describe her. 
Accepting that is not an easy task, especially if you are leaving your family behind. I concur with that. It had to be quite painful. The farmer and his kid fortunately moved on with their lives. Not that they had many options really. To survive, the farmer must be substantial. The farmer was undoubtedly in pain. His wife passed away and it was his other half. It is difficult to simply move on. He tried his best, nonetheless, for their child. Despite working hard, he worked even harder to take care of his son. Yes, as Chisco also has a sickness, his father grew more guarded. He would play on the farm and ride a horse while his father worked. His father had set playing restrictions for him, just like our parents did some for us. Although, undoubtedly, he had significantly more limitations to Chisco than our parents give to us. For my part, partner, I can see why the farmer took that action. He may have been too afraid that his son would suffer the same fate as his wife. It's just so sad how he constantly lives in fear that the same incident can take place. The farmer would allow Chisco to rest under a tree, especially a kamagong tree. If the father was still at work and knew that Chisco had played enough to keep Chisco from getting bored, he would also give him fruit and something to eat. How cute, isn't it, partner? Here, we can see how much the father values and adores his son. He always makes sure that his son properly feeds and takes much-needed rest. I concur with that. As precious as the gems, or even much more significant, Chico is his father's precious kid, and I can feel many emotions except that I am in so much awe. The actions they were doing became a habit and a bond between them. Their adoration for animals and the environment increased. Yes, their love is sincere and deep. The sea is significantly shallower than it. Therefore, I thought it was tying them to Chisco's mother in that way. Oh yeah, it seems so incredible how they both share love of nature. It was, in fact, he developed an affection for the tea and a love for its as Chisco would frequently rest and eat under the kamagong tree. I also recall him asking his father if the tree would get bigger and taller. So, in such a case, his father said, yes, it will be. However, his father also said, when Chisco converse and visits the tree more often, it will grow much more quickly. Conversations with plants in real life will be much more lively, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Occasionally, I do the same thing to encourage the tree to produce more fruit. Right. After that, Chisco made the point of visiting and speaking with the tree daily. He always talks to it like a longtime friend while wrapping his arms around its trunk. Chisco hadn't failed to visit the tree until one day, his father forbade him from going outside as his illness got worse. I simply want to flinch and cry at that point. It seems as though his father also suffered the same when his mother fell ill. Yes, you felt as though the hurt and despair were coming at you again with the furry. Despite not going to the kamagong tree, Chisco always looked out for it from his window. Additionally, because of his boredom and desire to play with his horses again, he was always at the window, grinning and waving to his father when he checked him outside. Additionally, 
His father consistently tried to keep him amused inside their home. To keep Chisco from getting bored, he always gave him gifts like books, toys, and much more to relieve the boredom. His father had also requested tutors to teach Chisco how to play musical instruments. He was highly adored by his father. As you can see, his father was doing everything he could to ensure that Chisco was happy and healthy. Indeed. Can I cry for a moment, please? This episode, in my opinion, won't finish without us crying. <laughs> Chisco's conditions has significantly improved by this time. Although he frequently asked his father if he may go outside, we can say that he is already fine and healthy. Mm. But sadly, because of his father's doubt and anxiety, his father's response was always, Well, see, partner, isn't it's so tragic that we understand Chisco's father's perspective but cannot help but feel sorry for Chisco, too. I, too, feel the same way, partner. The Kamagong tree was discovered to be uprooted one day. It appeared to have released itself from the earth and attempted to walk away from the way it was seen, lying on its side. Could it be that he misses Chisco too much? <laughs> Just what if? That information made Chisco depressed. He had also seen how the truck hold up the tree. For Chisco, it must be very heartbreaking. He thought of it as a friend. Yes, he must be pretty unhappy that he could not see him again before being removed. For Chisco, the days passed slowly. He did, however, get a package right before the summer was through that had to be carried by two men due to its height and weight. The farmer told them to go upstairs where they found Chisco's room. By that time, some of the packages had already been damaged. Chisco had therefore spotted a shining black hoodie ear. He received assistance from the farmer to open the parcel. A sparkling black rocking horse made of wood was inside the present, making Chisco joyful and delighted. He is absolutely adorable, I must say. I can't help but mm -hmm. be pleased for him and his father. Partner, I agree entirely. I'm overly sentimental at this time. He hurried over the rocking horse after that. He held the horse's hands tightly together and encircled its neck with his arms. The father briefly believed he noticed something glinting in the rocking horse's darkly carved eyes. But he later realized it was just probably just a trick of the light. Yeah, despite being aware that the fallen Kamagong tree was used to make the wooden rocking horse, Chisco awaited his father's confirmation. The horse was put up next to the window, where I presume it is because he can quickly look outside and pretend that he was also there while rocking the horse. Sad as it may appear, but for him, things are as they are. True partner, like his mother, he spent his final days doing the things he loved. He died with joy. The devastated farmer placed the rocking horse at Chisco's grave, and occasionally, he believed it was swaying even though there was no wind. In addition, the farmer discovered a sapling poking its head above the earth where the old Kamagong had previously stood. He then scratched his head while wearing a small smile. Sometimes it passes beyond our sight, but life goes on everywhere. The world won't stop revolving because of your pain. As many have said, no matter what it takes, you must continue living for your benefit and their comfort. Love, they say, is patient. 
love is kind. I concur with that. I More also agree. More importantly, though, is that love for me endures. Love remains. Likewise, I think so. If there is love between two people, you will remember it for a very long time. No matter where they may be, it'll continue to look just like a tree carving it was written on. Therefore, I firmly believe that a parent's love will never waver. You could have a lot of disagreements or arguments with them, but the love always lingers. Even if you make so many mistakes, they won't vanish. Moreover, it will constantly be there, ready for you. Moving on, partner. Whose narrative do you believe was based on the rocking horse story? The rocking horse is primarily the father's narrative as opposed to Chisco's. It is the father who goes through the loss and pain. And it is the father, not the son, who is given the realization that life goes on at the end of the story. Yes, I have also noticed. The father's perspective dominates most of the narrative and his determination to lessen his child's suffering from loss and captivity drives the plot along. You are correct, partner. Here, it also demonstrates that he persisted in living despite his difficulties. I believe it to be one of the moral lessons that you could encounter challenges in life, but always remember to never give up. So, this wraps up our podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing our views and thoughts about the Rocking Horse story. Although it may have made us feel emotions, it also gave us many life lessons yeah. and insights. Always remember to continue your life and never give up because there will always be your parents that will cheer you up. So once again, thank you for listening to us. We are the PS Pagod Sa Akads, signing off.